Welcome to FitBite, the mini series on the Fit Design podcast where we take bite-sized pieces of the fit design content you love on all things sportswear design, graphic design, manufacturing, and logistics and break them down for you into easy to understand bite-sized episodes. What's up design family and welcome back to another episode of Fit Design TV. So glad to have you guys back on the channel. On today's episode, I'll be looking at my personal top five key lessons and takeaways, basically building my design agency over the last six years. The key lessons, if I was to look back, what are the golden nuggets that I've learned? Well, this is an episode where I'm putting everything together, pulling it from all of my experience, building a process, building a business, building a team, building a client network, and ultimately building what you see here today and what I've learned and how this is something that you guys can potentially implement into your own businesses. Who's this episode for? Well, it's for any creative that is looking to turn something of theirs into a full-fledged business. You're looking to take it to the next level. You're looking to actually take a passion of yours and make money doing it, make a living, and ultimately go and move forward. This is the episode for you. I'll be taking you guys through my five key takeaways. So buckle up. You guys are in for a good one. These key points are in no particular order. Take each as a separate nugget or a separate life lesson and implement them all in terms of how you see fit. Each of them has something to play when it comes to your business, the type of service you offer, how you maintain your relationships, how you create client relationships, how you push the needle forward when it comes to your business. And number one is going to be on focusing on job number 10, not job number one. What this ultimately means is to have a long-term mindset when it comes to your client interactions. Don't look at a customer as, what can I get from you today and tomorrow is the future and I'll worry about the future tomorrow. Look at it as today we're building and we're sowing the seeds for a healthy relationship that's going to benefit us for years to come. I I often like to look at every single service that I provide as a gift that I can give my customers. When you view what you offer as a gift, number one, you truly cherish what it is you're offering. You focus on presenting the best possible version of that product or that service because you understand that it has an inherent value and a benefit in the lives of your customers. At the same time, when you're offering your gift, you're offering something of inherent value. You're giving your customers something that they need and they want. There's a beautiful exchange there. You want to create the conditions for long-term business with your customers. It's not customer number one that's grown my business. It's customer number one and the numerous transactions and the numerous interactions that we've had since that have catapulted my business. If you look at your business and your client roster as a static force, right? You have one client and ultimately that's the only client you have for the rest of your life. Well, number one, you're never going to grow. Two, you're never going to engage in new relationships that could actually take your businesses into different avenues. But when you focus on having a great client relationship that day in, day out begins to grow and bring in more business and maybe they introduce you to someone else. Well, month one, you might have one client. Month five, you might have three clients. Month 10, you might have 10 clients. And that's what happens when you compound, when you present the best possible version of yourself and ultimately you continue to accrue a positive response from the customers you work with. You ultimately build a strong roster that continues to grow and feed itself. Number two is to focus on systems, not on work. When you perform work blindly, when you just attack something without any understanding of why you're doing it, what step to take next? Why this specific step 
has to be included in your process. When you don't have a logical understanding of why you're doing this, the things that you're doing, what you end up doing is you sort of, it's like a shotgun analogy. You're creating all this power and you're directing it in one direction, but it's not focused. It's not direct. It's all over the place. And ultimately you end up with a lack of accuracy. I like to focus on creating systems, processes of understanding that in order to achieve Z, I need to go through A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Why do I love this? Well, number one, there's days where you just don't feel creative. You don't feel like you have it in you to manifest the products you want, the designs you want, to engage your clients in the way that you want. But if you have a structured routine, a structured system that you can follow day in and day out, well, you'll always know what to do next. You'll always have a plan. You'll always have a roadmap to follow. There's a power in that. And this is not just something you have to think of mentally. I encourage you, I implore you to sit down, write your process, A, B, C, D. This is what we do, this is why we do it, this is where we move into. What that's going to allow you to do is not only get unstuck when you're stuck, but that's going to give you the framework you need to begin to scale your business. There's a beauty in being able to take something that is fundamentally yours and to teach it to others. I think that's what really, really sets apart the creative freelancer from the creative entrepreneur. An entrepreneur is able to take their idea and to scale it. If you believe in your idea, well, then why not bring it to the masses? Why not offer your gifts to as many people as you can? And this is the power of scaling and so few people can do it. If you can master the idea of scaling, training, getting people on the same page as you, that's going to be your real power. Do this by starting with a process and scaling that process. Number three, you absolutely cannot do it all. Look at business more so than a specific act or service or product. Look at business as a network. As you continue to cultivate your business, as you continue to become better at what you do, ultimately you'll start to grow a network. And it's really the entrepreneurs that understand the power of growing a network, of meeting people, of engaging with people. That's really where you see your ability to grow and to take it to the next level. So let me explain a little bit. There's a pure power and being able to step aside from a situation and to delegate. There's a pure power in being able to take a request from someone and to say, I don't know how to do this today, but I will find the people that I need. I'll build the teams that I need. I'll reach out to the vendors that I need in order to facilitate this. Every single major business growth that we've experienced at Fit Design has come off the back of a major request, whether from a client, whether from a partner, whether from a team member, whether a situation where I found myself on the back foot and I've had to take decisions to bring people in, to build teams, to collaborate, whether it's with a vendor or a supplier, to actually deliver the service or the product we need. I'll give you guys a very clear example. We started our business as pure designers. We offered the service of being able to take an idea and to turn it into a digital design. But as we began to do that, as we began to gain notoriety, as we began to improve and cultivate a strong customer base, we would consistently get requests for manufacturing contacts. Well, you've made this design, why can't you make it for me? And at the time, obviously the lack of experience as a 24 year old with zero experience manufacturing, traveling overseas, meeting suppliers, understanding the manufacturing world, it's not something I could offer. Instead of taking a step back and saying, listen, I can't do this and ultimately I don't have the experience or knowledge because I didn't and I didn't know the right people. I took that as a challenge. I took that as a challenge to travel. I took that as a challenge to engage with vendors and suppliers, to reach out to them, 
to make that communication, to develop strong, meaningful relationships, and to build a branch of our business that is one of the most profitable branches of our business where we're offering some of the best manufacturing and product design services on the market in an end-to-end -end service that cannot be matched and cannot be beat because we're able to do that with strong relationships strong relationships that we've cultivated with our suppliers. And all of this comes off the backs of understanding I cannot do all of this alone. I need people. I need the help of others, experts in their fields to be able to take this thing to the next level. The same is true whether you're bringing in contractors or whether you're bringing in new team members. Hire people that are able to do things that you cannot do. There's no point in trying to do it all. You will end up getting around to nothing. Put your ego aside and focus on building and cultivating strong teams and collaborative relationships. Number four, never, never, ever, ever stop learning. Your career is going to be long and if you do it correctly, it's going to be extremely successful. But along that path, you're going to consistently needing to be in the philosophy of, I need to learn. I'm curious. I want to get better. How can I improve? by opening yourself up to that mindset of consistently pushing yourself to learn, to overcome challenges. You will grow, you'll grow beyond what you are today. You'll grow beyond what you think your limits are. Learning comes in all forms and sizes. You can learn traditionally. You can learn by actually reading books. I would definitely recommend reading books and targeting your learning specifically towards an avenue you want. There's so many things out there, but focus on the areas that you're interested in. I know personally for me, I'm extremely interested in fashion design. I'm extremely interested in pattern making. I'm extremely interested in business development. I'm extremely interested in humans. I, I absolutely adore the idea of learning about human relationships, how we interact with each other, how to motivate others, how to create a structure and system that's favorable for everyone. So I focus on those four key elements. I don't waste my time on the things that are not suitable for me. I don't learn about investing into XYZ, Bitcoin or Dogecoin or whatever. This is not something that's important to me at the moment. I focus my efforts and I learn accordingly and I always keep an open mind. At the same time, if you keep the mindset that what you know today is ultimately what you're going to agree and believe tomorrow, well, number one, you're limiting your ability to grow and two, you're becoming stubborn into your old ways. There's a beauty of being able to be flexible when you need to be flexible and to be rigid and structured when you need to be rigid and structured. Never stop learning. Take every single opportunity as an opportunity to learn. I also learn when I engage with my team. I learn when I engage with suppliers. I learn when I engage with clients. There's always something you can learn from someone else. Open your ears, speak less than you or listen more than you speak and ultimately, you'll always have something to learn. You'll always have a key data point that you can take away from every single interaction. Last, but definitely not least, and it may sound a little bit cliche, but this is so important, so listen up. It's consistently remind yourself to be yourself, be authentic. Authenticity in this day and age is a fundamentally lost art. We have so much of a pressure to uphold ourselves to these standards of others. We see what others are doing and we consistently compare ourselves to person XYZ. There is such a sadness in that that I cannot honestly recommend enough to you to push that power of authenticity. You may not be proud of the person you are today or you may not be happy with the person you are today, but you are that person. So why not make that person the best possible version of yourself? When it comes to my personal entrepreneurship journey, there are so many fundamental key parts that I remember where 
I almost had to look internally and say to myself, okay, this is the person I am. This is what I'm unhappy with. Do I choose to emulate someone else? Do I choose to compare myself to someone else? Do I choose to hold myself to a standard that is set by someone else, which I have no interaction with? Or do I choose to look at this person in front of me and understand that this is the only shot I get at being me? And do I look at the weaknesses that I have and try to overcome them? Do I look at the strengths that I have and continue to strengthen them and understand that the uniqueness that I bring to my business, to my team, to my family, do I understand that this is a gift that I have that I can consistently give not only to myself, but to the world around me? There is such a fundamental beauty of authenticity and people can understand and sniff out authenticity. When you bring that authentic version of yourself, when you consistently speak from a position of authenticity, this is where you find yourself the most aligned. Yes, work has to be performed to get to that authentic self, where you honestly feel a sense of confidence in consistently portraying that authentic self. But honestly, it's the only thing that makes this entire experience of building a business, of building relationships, of building a team immensely worthwhile. You have a gift to give to the world, so give the most authentic version of that gift and never stop giving it. Guys, that is it. That is a recap on this episode. This has been my five key takeaways, building a creative agency, building a business over the last five years, and take each of these as a core milestone or a core life lesson. And of course, as I continue to develop myself in my own journey, I may enhance some of these milestones. I may reshape them. I may add to some of these milestones. But as it stands right now at 29 years old, this is what I've seen has been the biggest point or the biggest position of return on investment that I've had in my business and in my life. So to recap quickly, we looked at number one, which was to think about longevity in your business. Understand that developing meaningful relationships with your customers is going to be key towards long-term growth. Two is focus on systems in the process. Don't just focus on working hard, work in a smart and efficient way. Three is that you cannot do it all. You need people. You fundamentally need people. Put your ego aside and focus on being a good person. Focus on being someone that someone else can look up to, they can trust, they can trust to lead. And when you can bring these people on, you can get them aligned in your vision, I promise you, the growth is there. Four, never stop learning. Understand that what you know today is not going to shape the reality that you need for tomorrow. You need to consistently be gathering information and knowledge that aligns with your life vision and your life path. And lastly is be authentic. Develop the muscle of authenticity. Be unashamedly authentic in yourself and your purpose. Guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please consider smashing a massive thumbs up. It really does help us out. It keeps us motivated to keep creating this content for you. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Fit Design TV. Until next week's episode, stay awesome. We hope you enjoyed this episode of FitBite. If you did, please consider leaving a review below. It really does help us out. Let us know what episodes you want to see next. And until next time, stay awesome.